How many cantonas does it take to screw in a light bulb? What day of Christmas is this? How many cantonas has there been? I think we've had... On the first I mean, just, day? Do the days of Christmas start before or after Christmas? Is the Okay, so the first day of Christmas... Isn't is the advent calendar the, the whole first month? of December. And so we just stop at the 12th? You take a couple days off? Like, well, how do you get to 12 and then not have we Christmas? Had, have we had 23 cantonas? I don't know that that's how it works. Uh, On the 12th day of Christmas. Yeah, I, gotta, I don't know when Christmas... I mean, it sounds like it would be a more appropriate Hanukkah song, if I'm being honest. Because they actually <laughs> it's have closer to eight. holiday. Do you subtract 12 from 25? I don't know what the cadence of... Find the distance from yeah. Does, does A to Christmas, B. Yeah, does it start on like the 13th? Is that when the, the days of Christmas start? Again, that's I the, think that... If that's the case... That this one should be a Hanukkah song, and I think that whoever came up with this being a Christmas song really missed the mark, if I'm being honest. I won more premierships alone than the other he 19 managers. He has created an absolute... Boys, we are here to rant. James, we have to do justice before we just slide right into the top four. I didn't want to get off track. This, this is one of the best title races of all time. Good afternoon, and Patrick. You're in a really heated race to finish in the top four. And you trot out a BT. What do you mean? What on earth? I don't have it on. I'm talking world Wow. Yeah. Welcome. Welcome. To Prem de la Prem. Welcome back to Prem de la Prem. Match week 14 recap on Christmas Eve for you. If you're listening on Christmas Day itself, then I sincerely hope you're doing okay. Obviously, COVID has ruined a lot of Christmases. So we're going to go ahead and open up the Prem de la Prem hotline. If you're feeling lonely on Christmas Day, DM us our official Prem de la Prem Instagram account. We will write you back. Nobody should be without terrible takes this Christmas. Isn't that right, Patrick? That is absolutely right. Bringing, the, bringing this to you Christmas Eve, hopefully with some good tidings. Boxing Day ahead. It's a great time of year. Mm-hmm. Also, in case you all were wondering, LAFC has bottled yet another final from a winning position, losing the CONCACAF Champions mm-hmm. League to Mexican side Tigres. In case you were wondering. They, di- they did. And if you're wondering what's the Premier League uh, connection there, uh, Carlos Vela once played for Arsenal. Uh, Bob Bradley, I believe, coached, was it Southampton or Fulham? Um, Bob or Bradley like had a They both didn't do great. He had a short-lived stint at... Um, was it Sunderland? Southampton? No, it was... Um, Fulham? Swansea? It was Swansea. Swansea. It was Swansea. Yeah, it was and Swansea. They, yeah, they slated him. They slayed him. Didn't think he was up to the task. And, you know, you know, it was what? all about fitness, Swansea. if I remember. Those people correctly. at Swansea might have been on to something. Well, before we get into our games, lames, and shames of the week, you guys know the deal. I want to talk to you about Last Fan Standing. The app is now live on the iOS store. We encourage you all to go check it out. We had a conversation with old Timmy Cook at Apple. Patrick just walked straight up to him and said, Listen, we know you're draining your batteries and your old phones. What are you going to do about it? We got a little app in the queue waiting for a review. It's called Last Fan Standing. It's a way for friends and fans to uh, test their soccer knowledge with some quizzes. Uh, are you going to go ahead and check approve on that item, or are you going to let it slide? And we left it at that. Yeah, and, you know, obviously uh, the proof is in the pudding, uh, but let's just say having a platform like this has some benefits, James. Yes. Yes, entirely. <laughs> All right. Game of the week. Uh, Soon to games... be Spotify exclusive, Prem to the Prem. That's right. Following in Joe Rogan's <laughs> footsteps. 
We still oh, need God. a statistics guy. <laughs> we need our Jamie. Yeah. Maybe we should do that'll be that that could be a fun off season series. We can do um auditions. We'll do a little reality show. Auditions mm. to be our stat guy. <laughs> Pay none. Prestige like you've never had before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interested? Possibly you. <laughs> Would a liar bring many mounds bars? <laughs> Oh, we're off the rails already. Game of the week. The game's so nice, we had to make two of them. We saw two games of the weeks in our eyes. Obviously, first and foremost, United leads. Patrick, you earmarked it before match week 14. I feel like I'm not just speaking on my own behalf here. I don't think I've ever seen a game like that in my entire life. Dude, it is... It's it's what you wanted. It's what exactly what you wanted. And it, how many times do you go into a game thinking you know exactly how both teams are going to play, and it doesn't usually pan out that way. Usually something goes a little bit awry for one of the two teams. They both stuck incredibly to what you expected, and it mm-hmm. was electric. It was absolutely electric. When I, I you know, I, we we can talk about um, the effectiveness of Bielsa's tactics, but. It, it's it's must watch football they are leads are the for, for me that is the first game that i'm watching every every weekend they're the most they're, entertaining side in the premier league i think we can 100 percent right 100 percent and they're yeah. not threatening so they're not it's like liverpool might be you know liverpool last year they might have been you know, quote-unquote entertaining but you're just hoping they would fail leads you have right. to care you, about yeah, you, you know? couldn't you couldn't kick your feet up and enjoy it because you you had a dog in the fight and i'll tell you i mean as far as having a dog in the fight goes i don't think as a fan of a team you can you really see the game you know it's like if you're too close to a relationship you don't you don't see it for like what it is you don't have that perspective it's the same with being a fan of a game i like you i don't know if i saw that the way a neutral would. Was it as insane as I thought it was? Well, I think that you probably were were able to get in that neutral headspace because the game was 2-0 in, in three minutes. And you kind of got a little bit of a a little bit of a weight off. You know, maybe oh, Patrick, maybe... let me I mean, let me tell you, we were carving leads apart like a Christmas turkey. There's no denying that. And you know, credit to United. But 4-1 down, they just kept bombing forward, committing men to attack. Knowing full well they would get smashed on the counter as soon as they gave the ball away, it didn't matter to them, and it scared the shit out of me. Mm-hmm. It was it's terrifying. Like, it's, it's like a boxer who just keeps getting punched right in the oh, face and just smiles thinking, and yeah. walks forward, and you're just like, "What the fuck do I got to do to put this guy down?" Yeah, so I mean, Ro- the, the, Rocky Balboa, I, I didn't hear no bell. Yeah, he's just going, going right back. That was pretty good. That was pretty good. Uh, yeah, no, it was. It was. Yeah. Of course, it was entertaining. There were eight goals in it. Um, you know, it was. I would have liked for it to be a little bit more of an even split, you know, five three. That would be my preferred eight goal result. So it's I'm a little bit more that for you. competitive. Um, yeah. But no, no. I mean, look, I, I don't. I don't think. Um, I guess I'm part of the media, so I'll take some responsibility for this. But I don't think Ollie's getting enough credit for his tactics. People say it's easy; it's the man marking system, and he's got the players to do it. But we've watched thirteen other teams have trouble figuring this team out uh, for the most part. Mm-hmm. And and Ollie came up with something not just as far as tactics go, but a lineup that was just suited to absolutely take advantage of it. Uh, and then on Bielsa's side, I do think you have to question, you know, people are people love him. And there's good reason to love him. We love him. We are a very, very pro Bielsa podcast. Noted. But you're not going to win 
very many games this way. You know, you're not going to be at least at the, the the upper end of the table. And this is this is going to be enough to keep them up. This level of play. Um, but I wonder, I wonder if this style, if Leeds are staying in the league two, three years, like will it just be exhausting if they're not seeing? Because I, I just don't think they're going to be able to, like this style of play, just works against elite elite teams. But we'll see. I mean, yeah. I think that's in the short term. I'm 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 all I'm all for it. But I do think you do have to kind of wonder what 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 can mm-hmm. he shift. Maybe if forward, you keep this is, leveling I, this is a, up, this is a warning maybe, game for me. Yeah, maybe if you keep leveling up that squad with better quality players who fulfill that system even better, you know, maybe you do become this new breed of like elite football team. That's way way off. Leeds, they've got players who know the system, and it's like I, I think United and Leeds were great counterparts because the biggest. Uh, the biggest criticism of Ollie is we don't know what his tactics are and we don't know what his best team is. Leeds, you know exactly what you're going to get. In fact, Bielsa's match, pre-match notes were this, or was this, uh, his comments. He said, we know how United play with quick buildup and blistering pace, but we're not going to change our approach or identity for them. It's like, well, maybe you should have, bro. <laughs> Look, again, that's such a homer take it's like yeah we know exactly what they are and how they can punish us but we're not going to change who we are it's, it's like, basically like it's it's like every single time i step up to the tee playing golf i'm like i'm smacking this one right down the middle it just never happens you know there's just <laughs> you, you, sometimes you got to shift what you're doing or shift your mentality shift your approach but this guy is oh patrick uh, amazing. to be clear i i don't think that's the level of confidence you bring to a golf course i think you're well it un, it unravels well, okay let's let's talk about the, the first tee the tee first tee confidence yeah. tee box yeah oh i'm a broken man oh if 15th. it's westchester if it's westchester i'm hitting the edge of the cage where the uh <laughs> the, where the, the driving back, range is the back nine you just got you just got to hope you can catch the cart girl twice because it's not going to go good for you uh the no i i again look i mean we, we we can go over and over again but bielsa is amazing in the sense that he's bringing me entertainment and i think for mm-hmm. the game for the sport for you know especially if we're talking about the popularity in the states this is a type of game that this, this is going to get anybody who likes sports up. You know, this is the type of game everyone's going to love to see. He's doing a full court yeah. press playing football. It's insane. It does. Yeah. It's just insane. And remember, but that's the type of shit people get you, excited for. Yeah, remember when I told you he 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 plays ten man man marking like all the way up the field, and we had a good laugh about it. That's real. That's a real thing. Yeah, United just was um, like, okay, let's spread them out and let's see yeah, how so, well you can do. Just with Bruno and then McTominay had a you know mm-hmm. you, you said game of his life it, it seemed like not just on we the did, yeah on I mean, the score we talked sheet about, but he had an absolutely massive massive performance in that game. We talked about Bielsa and Leeds and knowing what they are, and then the you know the the opposite end of the compass is United and Ollie and not knowing exactly what we are, and it was another moment like I feel like Ollie either has tactical masterclasses or just disaster shows. And there's just never really an in-between, which I would very much like to find in the uh, coming weeks and months. But um, he he put out a team that was kind of scary because it was like, oh, this is another one of those Fred and McTominay, like, respect leads too much when we're clearly a better squad with two holding midfielders. And then, like you said, McTominay, he wasn't a holding midfielder. He was Not making runs past Bruno. He was a box-to-box midfielder, which he said he actually prefers and god damn did he show that he can play the role yeah yeah i mean i'd like to see how he could play the role if there was ever anyone standing in front of him 
Uh, I think when he, <laughs> he was just running past his man and everyone else has a responsibility as somebody else. Mm-hmm. But no, massive, massive performance. And I think that that's where Ollie gets the credit. Like you said, you, you see the team sheet and you go, okay, we're going to sit back. We're going to try and catch him. But no, he, he, he fiddled with the tactics, used Bruno as a decoy. There were two little flicks that Bruno had in the midfield that completely cut him, cut him apart, uh, leads, and he ended up finishing one of those. Mm. And McTominay was playing. I mean, you think about it. What is McTominay's greatest attributes? Probably his his you know, his physicality. Whether that's his stamina, his pace, his strength, whatever it is. I thought it was when just you're passion. playing a fitness game. You yeah. know the intangibles. Mm, mm. <laughs> playing for the badge trait. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, and, you know, it was, it, was, it was a great performance from United. Um, I do get the criticism of like, yeah, anybody could do that. I, I'm interested to see if other people do. Uh, maybe I right. provided the blueprint. Or maybe maybe United's got something special, but I think other teams should should, should try because they yeah. just smacked them. Yeah. What if this was the beginning of the end of Leeds in the Premier League, just flaming out like a dying star? Imagine they just take these results every week, and Bielsa's is just like, "Yeah, we know they figured out how to beat us. We're just going to keep on doing it." <laughs> <laughs> he just does extra laps on that blue line to and from the the practice mm-hmm. field. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's like, "We're not running hard enough." Exactly. Yeah, fitness is the problem. <laughs> yeah, just double oh down. Oh my God, we're not fit enough. Um, <sighs> all right. Yeah, roll on, roll on, Lester for United. That'll be a good test away from home. You know, Lester. We don't know what to expect from them other than them, the fact that they're frauds. And I don't mm. mean that they can't beat United. They could very well beat United, but they're not anything real. They're not title contender real. So let's see what kind of Lester we get. They'll always surprise you. When you don't expect them, they'll show up. When you it's do fair. expect them, they let it's you fair. down. And then roll on uh, Burnley for Leeds. So that'll be like the opposite of United. It'll be a very interesting game. That's a, Yeah, and Burnley Burnley just beat Wolves. They beat Arsenal. They're in good form. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which one's more impressive? Three, two, one. Wolves, probably, to be honest with you. Okay. Uh, game, game of the week number two. <laughs> I feel Do like you we have, two have about... eyes. <laughs> uh, with my eyes, game of the week two, Crystal Palace Liverpool. I think this is a we had to expand game of the week to a double header because when you see a seven nil thumping, you have to tip your hat. You have to tip your hat and pay your due respects. I remember waking up. It was the early game. I, I remember waking up thinking, oh, maybe Crystal Palace got a result. Let me check the score. Ah, seven nil thumping from Liverpool. They're definitely back. Okay, cool. I'm <laughs> just like going back to bed. Yeah, I mean, Firmino got a brace, so I don't know what this oh. is. Mino Mino opened the scoring. These, these are bad omens. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Salah got a brace, came on in like, what, like the 75th minute or something? Oh, like I remember that. fantasy football fans were freaking out because Salah uh, wasn't in the starting lineup. Just comes on, casual two goals. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Well, what do we learn no. about Palace? Nothing, right? Other than the they're fact just, that they showed up in week one looking like prime Bayern Munich uh, at Old Trafford, they yeah they've slowly reverted back to Palace form. Are you um so yeah they're thirteenth in the table, eighteen points, which you know that's they're not a very bad place to be for team. some teams. Uh, so yeah, won't won't, won't go on slating them. Uh, yeah, they're riding out Benteke if that tells you anything. I wonder what the, what it does to your mindset if Liverpool scores in three minutes. He's got to be like, this is just bullshit. The game's over. Like, if you're Palace. <laughs> like, there's no way that they're able to kind of, like, keep That's a cool loser head. mentality, but, I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm not have I'm, to think that. Like, what do you, you think is going through their head? What do you mm-hmm. think? Let me, let me just pull up the team sheet. 
we think, you know, uh, Gary Gayhill is like, you know, come on, lads. I still got it in the tank. We we can do this. Or who is it? Is it Luka? Mm-hmm. Is it Milivojevic who's getting the, the guys going? Like, no. Oh, yeah. They're oh, done. Yeah. They're done. They're toast. Benteke, Benteke is like, remember the overhead kick I scored for Liverpool five years ago? Let's run that back. Oh, oh here's man. a good one, Patrick. And this is a good this is a good question for Holler, who scored the overhead kick last week. Mm-hmm. How many weeks in the first team starting eleven does that buy you? Does an overhead kick goal buy you until it like comes to light that you're still trash? Mm. Mm. I think probably. I th- I'd say probably three. I think three. Yeah, yeah sounds about right. Uh huh. Three just feels good. It's a good it's a good Hollywood number. Yes, because um, you're thinking like, man, maybe he's got a little bit of magic in there. And you need well, third game, you're like, let's ride it out. Exactly. Like, no, he definitely doesn't. Exactly. You've used up all your wishes. The genie's back in the bottle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so Liverpool. The scary thing to me about Liverpool, we said in the in the summer round table, they rode their luck with injuries last season. They were the fittest team. You know, City kind of broke down with some issues. And we said they would struggle when injuries came home to roost for them if that luck run out, ran out. Their luck has run out as far as injuries go, but we saw it with Leicester. We saw it now here with the 7-0 drubbing of Palace. They can implement their system with pretty much any player. You know, point in case, again, Minamino opening the scoring. We have a proposition on our hands with this Liverpool team. It's quite scary. Yeah, I thought you were about to propose something, but no, I agree. Uh, the, we have. I didn't quite. They, it took me a while for that one to land. The team are a proposition. Yeah, it took, me, yeah t- t- took a while for that one to land for me. Uh, but look, it, it's a time difference. Even without Van Dyke, even without. I mean, they, they got Alexander Arnold back. Um, you know, they got enough options in the midfield. Like even without Thiago, I don't think that's a huge, huge loss for them. Um, you know, that front three. Front three staying healthy. Jota being a contributor. If Minamino can get going, like they're going to be fine. But no matter what happens, no matter who they lose, like on their day, like on on any given day, I should say, not on their day, I'm picking mm-hmm. Liverpool over any. Like Liverpool could be down four or five starters to City, and I'd be like, it's a toss up. You know, I sure. wouldn't ever say like Liverpool. Like I'm, I'm taking someone else other than Liverpool to win to win this game. So yeah. I think where they're going to have, they have some potential. Um, to, to, to they, they've drawn what four games, which is already more than they drew. It's certainly more than they drew last year, right? Yeah, they drew three games last year and the year before that, they drew seven and lost one. So, I mean, they've already lost more points than they're accustomed to losing. So, we can't pretend like these injuries aren't affecting them at this point in the season. But right. it's going to be a weird year in the table. City's not a, a world beater anymore. Other teams are going to drop points, like, they can win the league probably with like. You know, high 80s, low 90s, mm-hmm. uh, and 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 I think they're well equipped to do that. Certainly without Van Dyke, I don't know how the kid with his number in the 40s and Fabinho is a proper center back pairing, but they're getting the job done and against right. Premier League teams. And uh, and I think it's more of a testament to, like you said, the system, but the people that are putting the pressure on up front to really relieve the pressure um, on 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 the back line. They've scored more sure goals enough. than anyone in the league uh, by a significant margin. Uh, United's actually, no, Chelsea's actually second at, thir- at twenty nine. They're on thirty six. Uh, so for me, it's like they're just they're just putting the pressure on the opposition to match them on the score sheet. And, I mean, good luck. I mean, that's 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 mm-hmm. a that's a bet I take Liverpool on. You know, nine times out of ten. 
Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, the theme for this week, Patrick, is going to be the opposite of ruin your credentials. You'll hear it again on Little Bit Leave It. It's toot your own horn week here at Prem de la Prem. Mm -hmm. It's the holiday season. We're in the mood for giving gifts to ourselves. And I remember when we were talking about who was going to win the league, zero respect put on Liverpool from the primary audience of this podcast, aside from you and I. And if you're if your closest challenger is United or Leicester, City kind of chilling down in eighth place, you're going into Christmas feeling pretty good about your chances. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. And you would expect Leicester, United, Everton, even Chelsea, Spurs, all these teams to have dips in form throughout the season. You might expect Liverpool to lose a game, but you just I don't can't have, have a as dip in bad form. dips as those teams, and then you'll yeah. be in good shape. Yeah, and I don't think Liverpool have that in their locker, so I'm, I, I still 100% back them. Uh, still as, early as, days as the title favorite, but it'll be closer. It'll be closer. I think it'll be a, it'll be a more fun race, but it's still it's still oh yeah Liverpool no, for yeah, me it'll be, without it'll be, without much question. It'll be thrilling. All right, the shame of the mm. week, Patrick. It's the mm. return of Sam Allardyce. We're back, baby. West Brom Villa, ladies and gentlemen, we're playing a 4-4 fucking 2. <laughs> oh, big Sam, baby. Big it's Sam. It's not how you draw it up, but keep in mind, Klopp, it, it took him five years to win a title, so people are going to have to be patient with the Allardyce project. Oh, 100%. And guys, he's only he's only five points clear of the relegation zone. He is, he's well-positioned. Well-positioned. But um, no, not how you draw it up against your rivals is it (laughs) he was uh brutally honest the way only big sam is in the post-match he was like yeah liverpool at anfield next happy days (laughs) 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 he is realizing what he's just walked into at west brom and i feel like this is what he does every time he takes a job he comes in he's like oh we're shit let me just go ahead and teach you guys how to you know defend set pieces and maybe we'll get out of here alive um but my (laughs) My favorite, like, encapsulation of Allardyce's West Brom was them being down, I think it was 2-0 at this point, to to, to Villa. And he replaces winger Grady Diangana with Branislav Ivanovic, who is, you know, going down the wrong side of 30 years old and also a defender. Yeah, I mean, he's just... I. Maybe he's already taking gold differential into account. Maybe he's just mm. one step ahead of us, James. I don't know what it is. Uh, but yeah, Liverpool—they're not getting a result there. No, no chance. So they got to be looking at the their next run of fixtures, and you have to think that they look look at these next four that they have to be thinking. Okay, we can get some points here. They have Leeds and Arsenal at home, and then they're away to Wolves and West Ham. Real six pointers, them. Not a hundred percent. You know, you'd rate you you probably wouldn't rate West Brom in any of those games, but. There's points for the taking against all of those yeah. teams. All of those teams yeah. have shown weaknesses. So those are the those are the games where I think we can start to judge Big Sam. That stretch of four, you know, the Liverpool are just going to get waxed. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Leeds and Arsenal if they got completely waxed and then they got waxed again by Wolves, I wouldn't say you know Big Sam's done. He doesn't have it anymore. I'd just say West Brom's ass. But those are opportunities for him. So I think we're going to learn a little bit about what Big Sam's bringing to the table. Really, by the end of January, I, I don't think we're going to learn too much, you know, mm-hmm. until until he gets through that run of fixtures. What but would be? We'll I talked about Ivanovic coming on for a winger. What to you would be an omen or a sign that the Allardyce system is taking taking shape at West Brom? If they signed 
um, Andy Carroll in the window. <laughs> yeah, just nicked him off of Newcastle. Yeah, if they got Andy Carroll and he's like, yep, yep, that's my guy. Um, if they got Andy Carroll in the window. Yeah, I don't think I could think of a better, a better he shows thing. Up, that- <laughs> he shows up to the training pitch on the first day. Well, wait a second. Where, where's Andy Carroll? They're like, uh, Gaffer, he's at Newcastle. <laughs> we'll get him over here. <laughs> he's like, you guys keep playing. I'll come back when we get Andy. <laughs> What's for training today? Oh, just scrimmage. That was like yep. the definition of the sub bringing in the TV. <laughs> just scrimmage. Just scrimmage. Let me see what you, you lot got. Yeah, uh, yeah. Look, we're... We're we're blessed. We're blessed with what an, another character on the on the touchline, um, and it's going to be fun. We get what was it thirty eight minus fourteen? We got twenty four games. Twenty four mm-hmm. games is a big Sam. Mm-hmm. He's got twenty four games to work his magic. He's looking at. He's got. He's got. He's got to take down Fulham first. He's got to get up to that seventeenth, the eighteenth spot. Then he's looking at looking at Brighton to get clear of the relegation zone. I think he can mm-hmm. run down Fulham. Brighton's going to be a tougher task. Yeah, and then. The other reason, aside from Allardyce coming in and realizing what a shame it is that he took the West Brom job, we got to give it up to our guy, Martin Atkinson, one of the uh, less green referees you'd say in the Premier League. Uh, Seeing the most egregious foul of probably the season and giving it a nice firm yellow card before VAR told him to go look at it, realizing it was a potential leg breaker, and then going back and giving Jay, uh, Jay Livermore the appropriate red card. So I mean, I, my my expectations on Martin Atkinson are pretty low. I'll leave it at that. I'll leave it at that. I think Nuno said enough for everyone I think, this week. I think Nuno's defined the state of the FA uh, referee. Yeah, I like how I got, the FA. Oh, in the most petty British way. I don't. Do you have this coming up later? I do not know. I'm not sure what you're. Fantastic. To. The FA uh, came back in the most petty British way to Nuno and asked him to clarify his comments. Hey, uh, what what did you mean when you said Lee Mason was um not good enough to be a ref? You know, my favorite part is like he said, just like he, I, I don't think he has the experience. I don't think he's ready. Lee Mason has been a match official in the Premier League since 2006. He's <laughs> officiated nearly 300 games in the league. Uh, that's like you know eight times the number of of matches Nuno has mm-hmm. you know managed in the league. So. Who's the real Who's the real Slim Shady? And will they please right. stand up? Uh, right. So I would like to see the two of them in a cage match. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you how much I'm looking forward to the next time Lee Mason gets Wolves. I'm looking at every single referee appointment. I will let you guys know because that will be a must-watch game. Oh, it's got to be. Yeah. No, thank you. Thank you for doing God's work on that one, Patrick. You know no one loves the refs like I do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, we talked about Sam Allardyce, a manager favorite here at Prem de la Prem, in moving to the lame of the week, Newcastle versus Fulham. Our dear, dear Steve Bruce, he might just be the next CU again. Not we might have to break out that him. somber piano riff. Do you think we get Alan Pardew back, or do you think we get somebody new if he goes? I just, I don't know why... I don't know how clubs hire managers who they've had before. In my head, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the only one where you could really justify it is Chelsea and Mourinho, right? Because he just went back to win some titles. Zidane and Madrid. There's just some clubs and some personalities that make sense. But other right. than that... I guess I... Like, I mean, maybe just, David you know, Moyes is proving me wrong. But I love how David Moyes went to West Ham, didn't do a good job. The fans hated him. They sacked him, 
And then a couple of years later, they're like, you know, let's just run it back. Maybe it was the circumstance. And yeah, maybe it sacking was. Sacking him and bringing him back is wild. If yeah. he, like, left on his own accord and was a club legend, like, totally get it. <laughs> or Mourinho's case just burned Stanford Bridge down to the ground. Yeah. Yeah. Bur- yeah. He, he burns everywhere he goes, though. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think LeBron was well, just taking it personally. Lame for Steve Bruce's tactics. Lame for probably the ugliest own goal of the season award to Matt Ritchie. And uh, lame because the lock got ruined on a suspicious red card. On a dubious, dubious red card indeed. The dubiousest um, is. And also on a on a more serious note, um, I don't know. I, I, I feel like you can't really blame. I mean, I don't know if you can or not. I don't know enough about it to blame Newcastle or not. But uh, it seems like um, St. Maximin and who's the who's the other guy? Lejeunes? Lejeunes? Lejeunes. Lagoons um, in French. Right. They, there was ru- rumors of like a St. Maximin, Steve Bruce rift, right? And, you know, he finally came out and clarified it and was like, this guy goes, the, he can't run 20 yards without, mm-hmm. you know, having, you know, trouble breathing, the two of them, uh, due to, you know, long-term COVID complications, which, you know, is it's rearing its ugly head as much as we want to, you know, sit and enjoy football. And it's a great distraction from what's going on in the world. You know, I think that, if this happens more regularly and, you know, players like this can't make a return back into, mm-hmm. you know, the team, I think you do have to consider player safety in the short term mm-hmm. uh, with, with the virus. I mean, if, if, if this becomes something bigger, I don't even know if this is enough to, to, to say, Hey, this is, you know, we're really putting these people at risk and at what, uh, for what stakes. I think, you know, the NFL allowed people to opt out and re- remain you yeah. know, being paid yeah. on a contract. Uh, it, doesn't I mean I I know Europe's doing a little bit better than we're doing in the states. I mean maybe not UK to be fair, but you know it's a serious topic, and I think it's been kind of like out of sight, out of mind. The Premier League's been a beautiful, beautiful distraction, but it, it's it's tough to stomach seeing seeing players get really really affected by this because you know they're they're putting on for our entertainment. To be honest no, with it's you, it's a it's a great point, and we might have even mentioned it on the podcast like all these not just in the Premier League, NFL, NBA, whatever. You hear these cases of, oh, a player tested positive for COVID. They don't even say, like, is sick with COVID. It's tested positive. And what they mean by that is the player, these players are in such good shape. They're like, what do you mean I have COVID? I feel fine. And, you know, they test positive and they just need to isolate and wait it out. Like, you hear about a lot of those cases. But obviously, what you're hearing with the players in Newcastle, and I'm sure it's happening in other areas, is... The virus affects everyone differently. And it sounds like St. Maximin is having like a terrible time of it. You said he, you know, he's having trouble running. So, um, yeah, it really is. It really is playing with these, uh, these players safety, which is always not so savory when you're just trying to like close your ears to it and, and your eyes and just enjoy the football. But, uh, a little bit of credit to been, been the, sorry, just, I think they just got to been the, uh, and they won't, but, uh, international games. Like you get oh, it's so ridiculous. Much cro- it's so much so cross pollination that if you know if one person were to have it, he's ta- it's it's going back to thirty different teams who are then going to go play yeah thirty no, different teams is, on the weekend. You know, like that's it's a farce. They just need to bend that, and then I think it'll be a lot more under control. Yeah. The last thing I was going to say there was just credit to Steve Bruce for not coming out and being like, "Well, my most creative player on the team is uh, you know borderline dying from COVID." So that's not exactly cool. <laughs> you know, like he's not going to, he's not going to bring up like canceling games or moving games because I don't think 
that's exactly what the FA or uh, the general public would take to hearing right now because everyone like needs this distraction in probably an unhealthy way. But like that is an unforeseen thing affecting it seems like his team specifically. A hundred percent. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, credit to him. I think he only he only addressed it when people were like, "Are you and Saint Maxman like?" you know, at each other's throats and training and stuff. He's like, no, well, actually, here we go. Yeah. So, right. yeah, credit to him. Didn't use it as an excuse, didn't do anything like that. Try to protect uh, the privacy of the situation. But, yeah, I mean, we can talk about how, how great soccer fans are on Twitter. I'm sure that didn't have anything, any, any help. They're great. Matter. I don't know what you're talking yeah. about. Mm-hmm. 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 All students of the game. All right. Well, that gets us through our normal menu. Patrick, I was thinking we'd do a little bit of a grab bag. Anything we missed from these other games? Anything you might want to just talk about? Um, well, I guess uh, briefly, yeah, we were, were talking about how we didn't think Leicester were title contenders. They go out and beat Spurs. Spurs now losing back-to-back games right after being tied at the top of the table. Seems like they're back to being a little bit spursy. Um, now they're six points off the pace at Liverpool. Uh, it's so funny tough how games quickly for, things can change. Yeah, tough tough couple games for them, and they got Wolves up next. So uh, it's going to be another challenging fixture. And you know mm-hmm. we're we're getting a real real good look at the inside of Jose Mourinho as he becomes unhinged, oh, and it is inside a sight, the mind, in sight to see. Uh, but yeah, Leicester, Spurs. It's 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 you know I think that they're going to have this. They're each going to have a few letdowns. I think they're really similar teams uh, in, in that in that respect. I think they could beat anyone on any, any given day, and they're going to lose some games and look pretty uninspired, and you're going to think, huh. And that's going to be the difference between being a champion and a Champions League side for, for the both of them, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I, I think United fans on Twitter were having a bit of fun with Spurs this past week, uh, recalling a tweet from the Spurs official account when they stomped united unceremoniously at old trafford the guy the admin tweeted not four not five but six and then united (laughs) fans just posting the table like not four not five six beautiful uh yeah yeah. it's nice to see chelsea and spurs over the last couple of weeks get get a little bit of a humility check yeah was nice everyone needs it everyone needs it you can't be riding highs all the time you gotta get united need one soon they're looking pretty good on form, so I think they need. One I know we're. Soon. Oh, don't don't worry, Patrick. We're due. We're due a little bit of that medicine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know when it's going to come, but it is. Uh, it is definitely due. Uh, <laughs> on on Spurs, Mourinho talk about um, an event living rent free in his head. He used his post match press conference against Leicester to talk about how unlucky his team was not to beat Liverpool last week. The man's full on shook. Wow. Yeah, yeah. He he, he started out he, he was slated yeah. in the media for 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 his comments, and he's doubling down. Uh, maybe, like, maybe this is the peak. Maybe this is like I need to make people make sure people know that by being unfairly dubbed the loser of this game, that's mm-hmm. the turning point, and that is why I lost the whole season. Maybe he's just yeah, he, crafting the narrative now. Yeah, he basically took his time on air to explain what hypotheticals are. He was like, well, two things could have happened. We could have beat Liverpool, been confident, came here and won, or we lost <laughs> to Liverpool, and then we lost to Leicester again. And we're like, uh, yeah, Jose, that's that's what we're asking you about. The second thing that happened. <laughs> well, they have, um, and, you know, he's you, you know he's always got a flair 
for the dramatic. Um, they have just six games until the reverse fixture in oh. London. So oh. we don't have to wait long. We don't have to wait long. This will still be fresh. Uh, dare I say it? I'm rooting for Listen to this lead up. They got Spurs have Villa and then Sheffield before that. So should, they should be riding at least a, at least a one-game win streak, probably should a two-game win streak. Should they got Fulham a little bit in this stretch. Their stretch is Wolves, Fulham, Leeds, Villa, Sheffield. They could win. A, I mean, they, they should be winning four of those five games with Wolves kind of being If they have title aspirations, yes. If yeah. they have title aspirations, they should be winning four of those five games, maybe even all five. So hopefully the stage is set for another epic showdown. That's a Thursday game, which is bullshit. That should be a, oh, a weekend game. Uh, but, yeah, put put a couple-hour block on your calendar. Thursday, 3 Eastern, noon Pacific, January 28th. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't want to miss Mental that show. Note. No, God, they play Describe both it. games midweek. That's that's a disgrace. That's a disgrace in the scheduling. It really is. It really is. You know, we talk about player safety. What about fan safety? Making sure I can watch the game safely. Yeah, and by safely, you mean not losing your job. Exactly. That's financial safety. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> you are putting my financial well-being at risk by putting good games on the weekdays. Do you know what you're doing to me? We should start a petition that no ask, no big fixtures can be midweek. I'll ask Klopp if he wants to run my meeting for me because he's certainly acting that way. And then they, if, if they say, well, it's primetime, everyone's not off work. And he said, not in the States. And what, if, what, is it, what is the Premier League about if it's not for the people in the States? If it's not servicing the United States. Exactly. Right. Exactly. It's the Premier League on NBC, not the Premier League. You know, mm-hmm. it's just, it's ridiculous. But anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Feet to Howard. Moving on. A little bit leave it, Patrick. I mm. think we can go ahead, take this moment, bask in it. I said United would beat Leeds. Not a big deal. Not gloating. I said United would beat Leeds by a margin of two goals. It happened to be quite a bit more than that. Uh, so let's go ahead and lock the return fixture, too. Let's go ahead and run that one back. Just doubling down there. Why wouldn't look you? look forward to that. And then you said Aston Villa would do the double over West Brom this season. They're about halfway there. What do you know, folks? Maybe we do know something. Maybe we do. Maybe we do. Uh, Mo Salah, leading goal scorer. Dominic Calvert-Lewin, that's still cooking. That's number two. I mean, Salah Salah looked like he might be breaking his own record. The dude is – no one's talking about his form. But, you know, we're still cooking. We got a little bit. What's ruin your credentials? You know, we'll we'll come to you when we're wrong, but we're going to crown ourselves when we're right. So, well done, James. Well done, me. Mm-hmm. We'll see you on next Credit edition a little bit. Leave it. Well, here's a question for you before we move off. Comfortably nestled in the bottom three at Christmas. Sheffield United, who just doubled their points total from one to two, so let's not knock them for that. They're exponentially growing. West Brom and Fulham. Fulham 18th, West Brom 19th. They're in there. We, I told you to hang on with me and hold down on this take. Mm-hmm. 17th plays Brighton above Fulham by 12 points. 16th place Burnley above Fulham by three points. Uh, oh, that looks like a mistake. That can't be right. What? 15th place Arsenal, 14 points. That's a clerical error. But you, no, you get must what I'm be, saying. They, they must be sorting alphabetically again. Yeah. You, you do that, you know, and it just puts Arsenal right in 15th. Yeah. There's no other way. Well, point being, Fulham, Fulham West Brom. Are, are, you, are you coming back to my side? Where we've, I'm where staying with you. you. I... I I appreciate I appreciate you asking asking for patience. I'm in it with you. And James, I'll also have you know 
and I'm I'm nailing nailing my colors of the mass here. Is that am I even saying that saying right? Every time I go to say that, I think I'm saying something wrong. But no, no, yeah, that's right. I is it nailing my flag to the mast. Your colors to the mast. Colors it's like, to the mast. I'm so confident. I'm putting my flag up on mm. the mast of the ship, which is like mm. your colors. I guess they probably did nail it back in the day. Anyway, yeah. I still think Sheffield's staying up. I think they are getting absolutely boned in all of these games, and I think there's enough teams that they can catch. Okay, they are so, getting so unlucky. I still think, yeah. I just want to remind people that Sheffield we, United is staying up. 20th place, two-point Sheffield United is staying up. I'm not hiding away from that take. I'm doubling down. I will not drop this. I will not. That's impressive because I don't have an active take that they're going down, but I wasn't going to go out of my way to make one. I made it like two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, you sure did. This wasn't a preseason take, folks. You sure did. Yeah, I believe in this team. I do. (laughs) Yeah, no, they're doubling their points like crazy. Bro, they're so close. They're so Mm -hmm. close. Mm -hmm. They're about to pick themselves up off the mat. So close in every game. You can tell. Uh, Okay, well, that transitions me pretty nicely to my freak of the week, Chris Wilder. Um, He's using the best excuse in the manager toolkit for doing a shit job. He's pulling out the one and only, the game's changed, and maybe I have to change with it. Now, this is a very rare excuse. You don't hear it very often. Uh, When John Lundstrom, not as bad as the Livermore tackle for West Brom, John Lundstrom, for lack of a better phrase, cleaned out a Brighton player's ankle. Deserved red. Yes. Uh, Chris Wilder came out after the game and said this, the game's changed and I guess I have to change with it, but I don't think fans want to see this become a non-contact sport. <laughs> and that is the man that we're dealing with when you're coming, you're coming from riding the highs of your rookie season in the Premier League to looking at the reality of two points from 14 games. Because that, that just boggled my mind a little bit. Quite freakish. Big, big freak. And James, you know, I think when managers get backed into a corner, they become a little freakish. And that's why mine mm-hmm. is going to my sweet, sweet prince, Mikel Arteta. Help me <laughs> prince that was help promised. you. Help me help you, Mikel. I want to back you. I want to believe in the experiment. But stop telling me we dominated the game. Stop telling me that we had a 67% chance to win. Stop telling me all these things. <laughs> We're playing like ass. Like, I get that you I, I just and, and have things line up. If we have to believe in a project and an experiment, why are we playing 30-year-olds who are running down their contract and the, tw- the, the 19-year-old that we bought can't get into the team? Like, make it make sense. Like, I'm here for the journey, but make it make sense. I want to believe in you. Mm-hmm. I'll save a bigger opinion for next week, but Mikel Arteta mm-hmm. is my freak of the week for telling it how it isn't. This is a nice this is a nice prelude to a bigger take next week. I think a lot is gonna hinge folks on Chelsea Arsenal Boxing Day. Circle that Help one me help you. <laughs> we very specifically agreed we we're gonna leave Arsenal out this week ahead of what could come next week. So don't worry, we haven't forgotten yeah. about you. We'll circle back. Patrick, just to pick out the bones in that one, the 19-year-old compared to the 30-year-old running down the contract, are you talking about Saliba, Free Willy? Free Willy, baby. Free Willy. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'd love to. Um, I mean, it's other shit. I mean, we'll, we'll save it. It's bugging me. It's just like, yeah, he's going to go on loan unless there's a manager change, which is like, okay. So 
Oh, God. Lost the faith. You, you know what I mean? It's just like there's crazy stuff. And saying last weekend we had a 67% chance of winning and a 9% chance of losing and we lost. And it's like, bro, what does that down, even mean? He's, he's using expected goals and percentages and shit. And it's just mm. like, you know, if a team goes up one nothing and they want to sit back, they'll let you have the ball in your own hat for 90 minutes. It doesn't mean you dominated. It doesn't mean you had a better chance of winning. Right. It means you played to their hands. Uh, right. That's what I'm saying. He's just... He, He's just saying freakish stuff. He's saying freakish stuff. He's saying freakish stuff, and he's taking some accountability, but he's, he's don't tell me we're close. We're ass. Fix mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Fix, Fix it. it. Show now. me something different. Show me something different. Help me help you. More on the next Prem to the Prem. Bang. Men of culture, I got one for you. Leo Messi. Much maligned Leo Messi just scored his 644th goal for Barcelona to break Pele's record for most goals for one club. Shout out Messi. Best to ever do it, potentially. Um, experts debate. Experts do debate. And we it's do debate. The, the one time I've said that word actually makes sense. <laughs> experts do debate. <laughs> We're not talking about whether it's easy to play, easier to play at Stoke or Burnley. But, um, or Stugart. Or Stuttgart on a non-rainy day. Mm-hmm. Brazilian great Pele has scored 643 goals in 19 seasons for Santos in his homeland of Brazil between 1956 and 1974. How real... Okay, I'm just going to throw this out there. How real do you think that is? Oh, man. I'm, it's it's I mean, not a conspiracy pod. I'm I'm just I'm just wondering. You think it's higher or lower? I think some of those goals were just kind of made up. I would actually think it's probably higher if it's off because I think like like who were the statisticians in this is no disrespect in Brazil in the fifties? Or maybe a better question is who was lining up against Pele? Well, I mean, there's a little disrespect in that, but. Okay, sure. I th- I think <laughs> yeah. That's the point. It's like if like it's Pele, and he's just tearing up Brazil in the sixties. It's like yeah. I I I'm sure he scored like I hate 10 to goals say that didn't get logged. People from a certain the fans generation just rush the field are, and shit. People from a certain generation are gonna hate me for this. I've got Babe Ruth syndrome with Pele. Like I think if Babe Ruth stepped up to the plate against a role as Chapman, he's going down on three pitches. Like. Mm. I, I I don't know. Yeah, well, I mean, maybe I, I need to watch more to... Pele tape, but uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, we all we all saw what what happened when when is when he also on fraud watch for never good. making a big big money move? Stayed at Santos I mean, his entire career, but money wasn't really even in like European football until like the, I'm just saying the 80s and 90s. I'm just saying. No, shout out to Pele, one of the best to ever do it. Never rated him. Next. <laughs> No, I want the record to show we we respect the greats here on we Premier do. Prem. We I'm do. just I'm just saying. Anyway, All to bring it back to, Pele. to bring it back to little Leo Messi. Wrap wrap your melon around this. To beat his record, 644 goals, someone will have to score an average of 43 goals a season for 15 years. I'm starting to think my window's running low. It's impossible. I mean, here here's the cool here's the coolest thing. We talk about kind of how, you know, some generations couldn't hold up to older generations, whatever. Like the game will evolve. And, you know, we're gonna we're gonna say, you know, back in my day, 
Messi and Ronaldo, they're the goats. No yeah, one's been how better. Cra- how and then crazy our kids are going to say, no, 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 this fucking dude here who is, you know, maybe, maybe like two years old right now is the goat, you know? And, and I think that we're going to see players better than Messi eventually. And I know it's kind of hard to wrap your head around. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it, Messi passing Pele, like that is a, as a goat on goat exchange, you know, it's, yeah, there's, there's it no other interpreting way of interpreting. You can have, you can have, it was like two, two goats in the yeah. night. I think yeah. that's the expression. Exactly. And I don't know if goats normally travel in groups, but I think there could or be by, more or than one night. goat. Yeah. By night and by group, the traveling patterns. One if, one if by land, two if by sea. Four if by goat. And then you will <laughs> see. It's spelled differently. So it's a proper poem. Uh, no, yeah, Messi's incredible, magisterial. Go listen to some uh, Ray Hudson commentary <laughs> on the guy, and you'll you'll appreciate him even more. Magisterial. I hope uh, I hope that broke ass Barcelona sells his ass to Manchester City, whether in January or in the summer, so that we can see him in the Premier League. Mm-hmm. Because I think that, that would be a gift. That would be a gift. We've gotten Ronaldo in the Premier League. You know, obviously, I want to see Sam Allardyce set up West Brom at the low block to defend against Messi. That needs to happen. Doesn't um who's the who's what is his name? He's like a six six left back that plays for Brighton. I want to see him going up against the five six Messi. Mm. You know who I'm talking about? He's so freaking tall. Couldn't name him right now. I'll 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 get it sorted. I'll get it sorted very quickly. Okay. Goal of the week. While Patrick is sorting this out, I want to tell you all about my goal of the week. It was tough to sift through. I know you guys don't want me out there giving any United game goals of the week. So here's where I'm going. I'm giving it to my man, the Egyptian, the best Egyptian to play in the Premier League. Not El Nani. Not El Nani. We're talking Mo Salah. Goal number seven to wrap up Liverpool versus Palace if it wasn't wrapped up already. The cut inside, trademark, left foot curl. It, it, it almost seemed like he didn't give a shit. It was just that easy. Palace had already given up. Maybe you knock that for him. Knock, knock him for that. But it was postage stamp material. So that's why he's my goal of the week. James, we've been aligned a lot this year. This is probably at least our third or fourth goal of the week that we've shared. It's the only goal of the week this week. Uh, I think that, you know, obviously Liverpool reminded us of their collective class. You know, Mo Salah is, is he, I think he's kind of in that Harry Kane category where we just expect so much of him. We don't appreciate Mm-hmm. Him being on the type of form mm-hmm. that he's in, or scoring sure. as many goals as he scores, uh, but he's—he looks to be having another career season. Um, you know, after was it? He's three seasons removed from his record-breaking season. Had joint Golden Boot two years ago. Dealt with some injuries last year. You had every reason to think he's going to be in the Golden Boot discussion this year. Beautiful goal. He's in crazy form. And you know, as much as I don't want to see Liverpool go go. Hoisting the trophies seems a, a likable, a likable guy. So, oh Patrick, if yeah. you if you say it's going to happen, little little podcaster tip: if you say Liverpool is going to win the title and kind of predict it, you cover yourself for all eventualities. Hmm. That's Wait, what we're when, doing here at Prem de la Prem. Mm. Understood. I'm with you now. But I'm with I you also now. do think that, or yes. am I just doubling down and going a layer deeper? I'll let you guys decide. Anyway, would you say it was magisterial? Magisterial? Mm, no. No. No, not quite. No, it wasn't like a dribble the whole team. Kind of I, maneuver. Why isn't he in the Premier League? 
why is it why why is he relegated to be in sports? Get him on get him on Sky. Yeah. Get him on you know the NBC. He's this I mean, guy in front I'm sure of the crowd. I'm sure he's polarizing. I'm sure some people hate him, but I love yeah. listening to Ray Hudson games. Oh, he's polarizing. It was like yeah. Gus Johnson on the round of sixteen Champions League call. <laughs> Gus Johnson calling soccer was a fail experiment. Let's be real, but I'd listen to him call basketball. <laughs> yeah, you don't. Yeah, you don't know if you don't try. That was right, that was right. their experiment. Patrick, they tried him with everything for like a couple years. Why don't you send us home? I can't keep track of everything you're putting money on, so you're. I'm just gonna have to trust you, and the fans are gonna have to trust you when you recap how your weeks have gone. Um, it's not going great, James. Okay. I am making a lot of errors. I think that I'm taking a philosophy of trying to bet every game or most games, like trying yeah. to find the right bet rather than yeah. just going with the flow and getting, you know, getting the right particular bets and not pushing it any further past. So I'm going to take a break on my normal segments, James, and I'm going to give the people a little Christmas treat. We're doing a Boxing Day six-way parlay, and that's it this week. We're doing a six-way parlay for your Boxing Day. I'm going to come back at the next episode refreshed, refocused, ready to tackle uh, some of these some of these next matches with a tad a tad bit more precision. Things haven't been going well for me, so I'm going to throw a six-way donkey your way. This is ten dollars to win four hundred and twenty. Blaze it, Aston Villa. Wait, I should do this in order. I actually back uh, Manchester United going to Leicester. I'm taking Manchester United to get the points. I trust their form. They've got a little. They they got a way about them right now. And Lester just came off a big result, so Patrick, this could be this could be the medicine. This could be the dose of medicine on Boxing Day. Just a cold hard truth waking up once you got your prezzies unwrapped. <sighs> yeah, who knows? But moving on to the next bit, I got okay, Aston Villa to beat Crystal Palace. You get thump seven nothing. Takes you a minute to recover. Villa's coming off a three 0 win. They're in pretty good form. Southampton, I'm taking to beat Fulham. Yep, Southampton taking to beat Fulham. Chelsea, they're going to beat Arsenal, is what it is. City's beaten Newcastle. And last but not least, Sheffield United, plus five. They're getting at least a point against Everton. Consider it locked. I might even go out on a limb and tell you that a meatball is Sheffield United, plus 320 in this game. Back the blades. It's funny. I I can see Sheffield United... Getting a little something, something from this game as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're close. It's going to happen soon. It's going to mm-hmm. happen soon, and I think they'll it's catch some good, good form against some of these other lowland creatures like mm-hmm. Burnley. Back the blades, back the boys. Prem de la Prem will be back in twenty twenty one. Is maybe this- maybe we'll see if I well yeah maybe. Well, I mean, we will be back in 2021, maybe before as well. Yeah, that's we're not talking about whether or not we're going to cancel the podcast. To be clear, we're talking about whether or not, not on offer. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Sorry. We might give you um, um Stockholm James, syndrome will continue for you all. Sorry, go ahead. Why don't we give the people a, a New Year's a New Year's Eve morning podcast? We get the next Ooh. match week ends on the 30th. We can drop it the 31st. I mean, that's what do you want on New Year's Eve if not a new episode of Prem to the Prem? Let's give them something where a sound bite will line up perfectly with the ball drop. Mm. 
It yeah. does mean we don't get to podcast before Arsenal Brighton. I might take to the Instagram. There might be a manifesto there. So mm-hmm. keep your eye on the gram. Mm-hmm. Folks, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you so much for being fans. It's been a wonderful year. We're not done yet. But it, before we get to the end of the year, before we get to Patrick's manifesto, we just want to say happy holidays to all you and yours. See you next time on Prem to the Prem. What's up, Prem heads? Make sure to find us on Apple Podcasts at Prem de la Prem, a Premier League podcast, and smash that subscribe button for all other interviews, segments, and hot takes that you can handle. You can also find us on Instagram for some fire content at Prem de la Prem podcast. No spaces, no punctuation, just like life.